Welcome to Monday Mornings with Michelle, the new business podcast. Whether you're kicking off your day or kickstarting your business, Michelle is going to kick your ass into next week with the essential fours. Strategy, systems, support, and state of mind. Now, welcome to center stage, Michelle Nedelec. Hey there, peeps. This is Michelle Nedelec, and I'm super glad that you're here with us today because I have the most amazing guest, Billy. Billy, thank you so much for being here today with us. Oh, man, my absolute pleasure. Thank you for the opportunity. Nice. So give us a 5,000-foot view of who you are and what you love to do. Wow, big question. Okay, uh, I'm Billy Price. I am born and raised in the Seattle area, and uh, I'm the co-founder of a company by the name of Billy Footwear. It's a, um, it was a brainstorm between myself and uh, my fellow co-founder, Darren Donaldson. And basically, we brought shoes to market that are a little bit different than every, any other shoe on the market. Cool. Tell us all about them. What do you got? Well, so I'm a wheelchair user. Um, that wasn't always the case. Unfortunately, when I was a, a teenager, um, I fell out of a three-story window. And I was kind of a head-first fall with the concrete. And uh, broke my neck and broke my lower back. And uh, my world changed really immediately. I became paralyzed from the chest down and really lost the dexterity of my fingers. So through rehab, um, just through daily life, I figured out how to do a lot of things um, along the way. But the one thing that I never sorted out was putting on my shoes. So Darren and I came together and uh, I kind of threw an idea at him by putting a zipper in a shoe. Having a zipper in a shoe isn't necessarily original, but the way we do it, it is original because the zipper goes on the outside, it goes around the toe, so the whole shoe can fold over, the whole upper can fold over. So you're basically dropping your foot in unobstructed. So it's kind of this small little idea that uh, I threw at him trying to gain my own independence, which we did. Um, but then the moment was really so special, we decided to share it with the world. And uh, so this small little idea, this small little brainstorm, that was a side hustle, ended up being our main hustle. So we're really kicking butt right now. Oh, that's awesome. That is super fun. So... Are you selling them privately or through your website or publicly? How are you distributing right now? Yeah. So when we first started, um, we were very fortunate to get connected with two major retailers in the, here in the United States. So one was Zappos and the other one was Nordstrom. So wow. we really leaned in and pressed in and we were on the shelves of both of those stores um, in August of 2017, right in time for back to school. So at that time, it was just those two partners, anything on our own website it was basically driving traffic to those two entities to really not only make them succeed, but also really gain credibility with the brand. But as we continued to grow and we had more customers, then we launched our own e-commerce, which was in December of 2018. And then we've just picked up more retailers along the way. So there's lots of mom and pop stores throughout the United States, lots of major retailers, um, lots of stores up in Canada, actually. Wow. And uh, we also have some, um, some great partners over in Europe, as well as South America and Australia. Nice. Congratulations. It's fantastic. Uh, yeah, you know. thank you. It's a small little thing, but uh, you keep leaning in and pushing forward. It's amazing what you can do. <laughs> right. That is. And I mean, you say it's a small thing, but I know it's a huge thing. Like, I don't know. Um, a good friend of mine and Canadian Olympian, Michelle Cameron, her mom, Jackie uh, Cameron, created a pair of pants to be able to put on her husband because her husband was in a wheelchair and, and she was aging and it wasn't as easy. Like she couldn't just hoist him up and <laughs> toss on a pair of pants like normal. Um, normally she would have in quotes, but it was to her, it was paramount 
and, and it changed your life because it made it so much easier to be able to do things. And I can only like, I can't even fathom, don't even think that I can relate in any way, shape or form other than thanks to COVID, it's getting harder to reach my feet, but being able to um, have that freedom to be able to put on your shoes and, and go out the door. That's that to me is just, it's epic. It's like learning how to drive again. Yeah, it was, it was pretty crazy. I mean, it's, it's amazing how there's so many things that I took for granted really going up, growing up. And then all of a sudden when things became harder, um, it's amazing what you'll do to just gain a little bit more independence. And uh, mm -hmm. shoes was just that last thing, that last thing I hadn't really conquered. So when we came up with the idea, we, we didn't really want to, like, yes, I was the inspiration behind the reason the brand came to be, but it wasn't like, we, we didn't want to enter the market by saying like, you need to have a disability to qualify yourself to wear this brand. Really what we want to do, we want to take fashion function, smash that together and create a widget that everyone could enjoy. But when we had that prototype, when Darren find, like presented it to me, um, I remember the day vividly when I put those on. I mean, I was in my bed with the head up because it's kind of a hospital bed. And uh, my foot dropped into that thing just like it was supposed to. And I was able to reach down and grab that zipper and, and zip it up. And uh, I was 36 at the time. I broke my neck at 18. So really, literally half a lifetime later, I was taking back that independence. And it was just so special. We just had to share it. And now right. being able to share it, there's so many people that reach out. And you can just feel the tears between the lines of, of people just being able to do something that, one, they may have never been able to do, or two, now they've gained that again. Or it's a parent empowering their child to be able to do something for the first time so it's really been an awesome journey and uh as i like to say we're still at the tip of the iceberg nice that's so awesome i love that have you been getting accolades of glory from your clients going oh my god thank you so much this is amazing we do get those quite a bit and uh it's 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 it always warms my heart for sure but also like as the audience grows um we have a lot more people that are uh, requesting um, different things, like throwing suggestions our way, design ideas, or um, basically sharing their own challenge that they have. And uh, it's been great to be able to be on this end, one, to receive that information, but two, to kind of strategize on how best to, you know, tackle that, that, that challenge or whatever it may be. Um, unfortunately, you know, in the shoe business, nothing happens immediately. You got to really plan it out. You got to throw a lot of money at it, but uh, it's been fun to be able to say that we've been on the grow because it's very much true. And uh, we're, you know, slowly, you know, moving forward and knocking those different projects off the list, but uh, there's lots of projects still to do. Nice. I will get into the business of it because that's, <laughs> that's what I love to talk about, but let's go retail for a second. So what kind of shoes do you have? Like, do they look like runners or tennis shoes or sandals or what do they look like, feel like when, when do you use them? Yeah, so the, the the real original design concept was really based around, I guess, more like the nostalgia of Darren and myself, the shoes that we used to wear growing up. So it's more like Vans, Converse, kind of like the, the skate type look. Um, so that was the starting point. But uh, as we continue to grow, um, it really expanded from there. But when we first entered the market, it was just kids' shoes, um, uh, sizes 10, size toddler 10 through big kid 6. So we felt that that was like really the... Um, the most low hanging fruit because as a parent, as now I'm a parent, um, anything, hey, congratulations. That we can do to get our, Oh, thank you. <laughs> anything we can do to get our kids out the door faster in the morning is a win for everybody. So it just felt like, like starting with the kids market was a really like the best place to go. 
And mm-hmm. from that success, we were able to expand into toddler shoes as well as then expand into adult shoes. And now we've been able to go like more wider. So we have mm-hmm. wide shoes now, um, actually literally wider. So yes, we do have wide shoes now. And then also um, we just launched, for example, winter boots. And I know people have been losing their mind over winter boots because we are the winter season. Right? Oh, that's awesome. Because, yeah, I mean, <laughs> being a Canadian, there is nothing where it's like, you can wear flip-flops and get away with it almost all summer. And it's like, that's kind of sort of fine. <laughs> We're not really fashionistas. So some of us, depending on where you live, can get away with socks and flip-flops. Uh, but when it comes to winter, it's like, yeah, those open-toed shoes just aren't cutting it for us. <laughs> it's like, we want winter boots. <laughs> we want to stay warm, especially when you don't have circulation. Like, particularly, I would think that is kind of epic. Oh, right. Well, it's funny. So, so, uh, so we do have a lot of stores up in Canada and we do serve the Canadian customer, which has just been so, so incredible. And uh, it's funny though, because when we're coming out with winter boots, we were presenting this to the stores up in Canada and people are just like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. But then we presented the same story to those people down in Mexico and they're like, what? I, I don't get it. And it's like, oh, got it. So I guess it's warm in Mexico. It's cold in Canada. So <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> chuckle. <laughs> Not a whole lot of boots necessary. <laughs> no. <laughs> but, you, but you did touch on uh, sandals. So that was also a request that um, customers reached out about. And it took us some um, kind of figuring and thinking through how best to approach that. Because having a zipper and a sandal, I really hadn't really seen that. Um, but yeah, we uh, we leaned into it. So we have a sandal launching in in spring. So we'll see how that goes. Oh my God, so fun. So you have to give us the website because I have to go and check this out because, you know, that's just what I do. <laughs> yeah, no problem. So it's, uh, it's Billy, billyfootwear.com. And then on social, we keep it simple. It's at billyfootwear. Awesome. And you actually pop up when I do a little Google search on it. So congratulations for that too, because in the world of marketing, that is a feat unto itself. Uh-huh. No pun intended. <laughs> I love that. So, I mean, yeah, so touching on that on the marketing side, I mean, grow, I mean, when we first started going, um, a lot of our success was just from word of mouth. I mean, we definitely leaned into uh, using Instagram and Facebook, but still um, it's really driven by that word of mouth. So that'd be great um, customer experiences and they'd be excited to share it with others. And then uh, through either their social channels or just through you know, just face to face. Um, but as we continue to grow, I mean, SEO is incredibly important to be able to get uh, get the word out there and to be able to actually find people that, I mean, if someone searches Billy Footwear, you're going to pop right to the top. But if someone's looking for like easy shoe to get into, that's a much more competitive search term. So right. um, a lot of our marketing is based morely on the non-branding terms just to try to expand um, uh, our market share. But uh, I don't know, it's been a fun ride. And it's like, you got to keep, tweaking your strategy every single day so um, it's fun to kind of lean into that nice what was one of the biggest challenges that you had in the in the business development side of things oh boy i mean there's so many to choose from i mean every single it's funny when i tell the story of the brand people can look at it going like oh it sounds like you had it all just sorted out you just kind of went step by step all methodical and it's like oh my gosh something i mean it can't be farther from the truth i mean there's so many days that we started with one idea, then we ended the day with a completely different thing or just straight up in survival mode. But I would say like one of the biggest early challenges that we had was um, sourcing good manufacturing. Um, We had, we had a good, it seemed like a great lead. Um, It was like a friend of a friend that led us on to a factory and we ended up going direct and it turned into an absolute disaster. 
Um, um, we, uh, we threw our own money at it because it was like, you know, no banks really going to give you any sort of loan because starting a business, especially in the shoe market being so incredibly competitive, um, you're seen as kind of high risk, high risk gamble. Mm-hmm. So we believed in the products. We put in our own money and uh, we went directly to manufacturer and um, our original order was 4,200 pairs of shoes. And when we received them, about 80% of them were bad. It was oh. like unsellable. I mean, it's just like, oh my gosh, talk about like a blow to the integrity of the brand early on because we're just entering the market. You got to enter this like perfectly. Otherwise, you know, you're going to be seen as like the subpar deal. Um, so that was that was rough. But in, in addition to that, it was just a financial blow. Like we, we throw our money at it and like all of a sudden, like just you were not going to get your return on it. So what'd you do? Well, that's the thing. The interesting thing about that is from that disaster, you really have two choices. One, you like just quit going like, well, that was fun. And, you know, we wanted to go back to do what we were doing before. Or um, you kind of sit back and like strategize on how to, you know, put the pieces back together. So what happened was we started getting connected with the right people. We started expanding out our kind of association network and uh, figuring out who in the shoe industry um, that is in the Pacific Northwest area, who can we talk to? Or who can potentially be a door opener for us to be able to get in the room with the right person to be able to, you know, one, get those sales channels, but two, um, potentially a better manufacturing. So that's what we did. I mean, we basically just, we, we started talking to the right people and uh, we, got, we got into the room of a quality manufacturer and we told them the story. We're saying like, look, this is our, this is our view, this is our mission. This is what we think we can accomplish. We just need to have the right partner. And it was a deal where they could have said no, but instead they said yes. And Yay! that really set us up for success for both Nordstrom, Zappos, and then just the course we're on right now. Oh, that's awesome. Congratulations. <laughs> Yay to perseverance. <laughs> it's so it's it's so wild like looking back on that moment because it's I didn't really think about it at the time of it being such a, a critical chapter in the story of the billy brand but my gosh i mean it could have gone either way and had it gone the other way there's no way we'd be where we are today well yeah i mean there's there's a ton of stories sun ice being one of the big ones i don't know if you know but that's a canadian brand of winter coats that were very successful and they grew and decided to export their manufacturing process and like you said 80 percent of them came back with one sleeve too long and one too short or whatever it was and just unsellable and they went bankrupt because of it. Mm. So congratulations in huge kudos. That is fantastic. Awesome. And amazing. I love that. It's been a fun ride. I mean, our team continues to grow. Um, and uh, our, it's funny when you look at us in the marketplace, you think we're this huge, huge brand, but um, I, which I love, <laughs> but uh, our team, our team is 20 people. And nice. uh you know, it's, it's a growing team. I mean, you look at a year ago, we had seven people now we're at 20 and probably in 21 or 22, uh, it might be double that, but, um, it's, it's the, the success of the brand has really been on the relationships we're able to build with the retail partners, the relationships you can build with the customer, and then just, uh, a growing team on our end to be able to facilitate. So nice. it really is day, it is day by day and, uh, trying to, you know, avoid those massive landmines um, that can really make, that can really send you back. But it's also a lot of that failure really set us up for success. So one doesn't want to, one doesn't want to celebrate failure, but at the same time, it is kind of, <laughs> oh, but when you out. do, it's a glorious, glorious thing. 
<laughs> learn to celebrate your failures, my friends, because there are doors that cannot be open without that failure happening. And you have to know that while you're going through them. Uh, so yeah, congratulations. That's awesome. So what's one of the most fun things that you've had happen through all of this? Oh boy. Well, I mean, I would say the the latest fun, fun thing, and this was kind of a two-year journey in the making. Um, we got a phone call from a production company in 2019, and uh, they wanted to use our shoes in a movie. And uh, of course, we said yes. And it was very strange because not only, I mean, typically if someone says that, it's like a product placement where you have to pay to like be in this movie. Well, they bought the shoes. They paid for shipping of the shoes. And uh, they're actually filming. They were filming up in Calgary, come to think of it. And uh, um, it hit the screen in uh, just this year. I mean, in November, just for Thanksgiving. And uh, it was Ghostbusters. So oh, fun! The, the Ghostbusters movie, that Ghostbusters Afterlife, uh, the main character, McKenna Grace, she's wearing a pair of red high tops. And uh, those are our rogue red high tops. So it was so oh. fun as a team to be able to go in and see that movie. Cause every time we saw the shoes up on the screen, we all as a team, I kind of made this little cheer. Awesome. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's awesome. That is so fun. I love that. Well, now we're all going to have to go and watch Ghostbusters again too. <laughs> yeah. Well, the great thing about it, I mean, it was, it was fantastic for two reasons. One, it was amazing to see our shoes on screen. It was just, just kind of a humbling deal, but it was a great movie. I mean, it was an awesome movie. So it wasn't like we were trudging through this, like, just like, oh my gosh, this movie's like killing me, but we love it because we have our shoes on the screen. It was, it was a real double thumbs up on both the chords. That is super exciting. So when they did the placement, was it just because they fell in love with you? Or do you know if there was a backstory to that? I have no idea. I have no idea how they found us. Um, and the crazy thing about it was that same week, there was another production company that reached out to us to be in the movie. That one ended up on Netflix. It was called the uh, we Could Be Heroes, which launched last Christmas. But it was so strange. Like within one week, two production companies reaching out. I don't know if that was the power of Google um, or whatever, but somehow we landed on their radar. And uh, as we started working with them, then they started learning about the backstory of how this brand came to be. And then it was just so tickling because they fell in love with the brand that much more. So Right. How that, how those dots got connected, I don't really know, but I'm mean, glad they did. So it was, right. so here we are. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would be thinking about that going, hey, you know, I'd be more than willing to accept a couple more every week. That would be great. <laughs> Just put it out there. You never know what might happen. So where do you see the kind of the future, the next six months, years, whatever yeah, your question so, is? What, what do yeah, you that's a great on? question. Um, and I love that one. And uh it's, it's funny, like the, the, the answer that I give is we just need to keep growing as a brand. We need to get bigger and bigger. And I say that not through the lens of, hey, I'm a business owner. I want this business to be really, really big because I want to own a big business. No, that's not the case. Uh, what it is, is our brand has really prided itself and uh, done everything it can, done everything. We try to do everything we can to add value. We really want to make a difference in the world. Um, our little play on words is make a measurable difference in the world one foot at a time. So in order for us to add value, in order for us to make a difference, we just need to keep growing. And uh, that's building more relationships and uh, just expanding into more markets to, to do what we can. So that's, that's, our, that's our little crystal ball for the future. Nice, I love that. So if you could wave a magic wand and have your shoes anywhere on anything, what might it be? 
Oh my goodness. Well, I mean, there's people that reach out around the planet. I mean, someone just the other day reached out from South Africa, like, do you have stores in South Africa? And the answer is not yet. I mean, but it'd be a matter of like trying to find someone down there, not, not making a building footwear store, but being able to partner with somebody that's just really exciting. They have a small business and uh, we can place our brand in that business to help them succeed, but also serve their customer. So that's like one small example of we want to do that everywhere. We want to build relationships and really try to make a difference as a team, as a community, not just as an individual, but because uh, I mean, we truly feel that when we all come together as a team, as a community, um, as a one giant association, one, we can do way more together, but two, it really screams inclusive. It's an inclusive environment, which is really near and dear to our heart. Nice, and I love that. And has, I would think that the, uh, let's call it the current political situation, uh, not even political, current times, people are much more inclusive. They're much more about diversity. They're much more about, you know, how do we get this out? Has that movement um, helped you at all noticeably or are you still riding the wave of it? Are you hoping it'll take further? Uh, well, we're definitely a part of that movement for sure. Um, it, it's, it's wild, like the word inclusive has been around for a long, long time, but it seems to really have a fire under it right now, which is really exciting. I mean, there's lots of companies out there that, I mean, small businesses that are really trying to bring their widget to market to, to make life easier for folks. But then at the same time, you have the really, really big businesses, like for example, like Tommy Hilfiger, or they're just like putting together like their adaptive clothing line or Zappos adaptive through Zappos, you know, proper. I mean, they're making a huge splash in the water, which is just awesome. Um, we just happened to fall into this uh, and be on the front of this bow wave. I mean, it just, it's not like we planned it that way. It just ended up working out that way. And uh, because, I mean, the funny thing was, I, I was telling that story about me putting my shoes on again. I mean, when that happened, like there were two things that happened. Like one was like, we got to share this with the world. But the second thing was why on earth didn't we do this earlier? Why did it take 18 years for us to make this shoe? And uh, I just think that, um, you know, over the last decade or so, I think there's just been a lot more attention focused on um, trying to build a better community. And that word is inclusive. That word is in universal design, being able to make something that really works for everyone to be able to tear down those walls. Um, and uh, we just happen to find ourselves right in the mix of it, which is really exciting. Beautiful. I love that. So if you could partner with any company in the world, like if somebody said, you know what, we want to partner with you, we're just going to sponsor you, we're going to throw money at you and get you where you want to go. What company might that be? Oh, my goodness. I have never had that question before. And I don't even... <laughs> I, I haven't I, found them that yet. I'll I'll give you a call. I'll take some coffee. I'll I'll talk about some stuff. You can think about what you know what companies come to mind or people. <laughs> you know, I mean, I, I I don't I don't think I have a I don't have a name of a company, mm -hmm. but whatever that company would be, if we were to partner with them and just really light this thing on fire, mm -hmm. they would have to have it. It, it can't be a money thing. I mean, no. yes, clearly you need not. to have. Clearly. Yeah, you, you need to. It's like, yes, you need to have the money to keep the lights on to be able to extend the reach to be able to do these more like niche type projects, which would be really exciting. You'd be able to be no, let's pretend they absolutely love and adore you. And they're just like, you know what? We have this money set aside. It is all yours. We'll put our name on it. You can splatter us all over the place and say, you know, we're sponsoring. We love your story. We want you everywhere. Who might it be? Oh my gosh. I don't think, I, I don't feel like I'm plugged in enough to even be able to identify like those. <laughs> 
those companies. I mean, there's just, I mean, it'd be incredible like to, to be partnered with like Vans or like Converse or I mean, just like right? these big, these yep. big shoe brands to be able to do something together to be able to, I don't know. I mean, th- th- those are just really well-known names and uh, I don't know. I mean, that's, okay. I, I, I guess, I, I guess that would be my answer, but at the I same don't know. Time, is like, Tony Hawk could, still a thing or do we have like a millennial version of Tony? <laughs> I think there's, lo- well, I think there's lots out there. I think there's lots of options, but it could be something completely different. I remember, right. I remember I was talking to somebody that it, it, what's very interesting is when you start combining things that are completely, totally different. Like for example, like, he, what he was throwing out and it was totally out of left field it's like you know if he did a collaboration with a donut shop like shoes and donuts like what that doesn't make sense but it ends for an intriguing story and uh that'd be that'd be an interesting collaboration so I and then it I'm makes me think every police officer on the planet needs a pair because they're easy to get in they're comfortable right i mean this is how this whole <laughs> brainstorming thing goes and, and you yeah. never know <laughs> It could be. That might be the answer. There it is. <laughs> awesome. Excellent. Well, I, I love to expand thought, if nothing else. And I totally appreciate you. Uh, woo. That's old. My cat stepped on my keyboard. Sorry about that. Uh, <laughs> I'm totally looking forward to uh, seeing you grow because that is an awesome story. And I mean, clearly the world needs more of you. I love your attitude. Love your love being able to talk to you. And it's just super fun. So you deserve the best. Oh, thank you so much. I mean, it, it really is a pleasure chatting. It's always fun to tell the story of the brand. Awesome. So for those of you who haven't checked it out yet, go to billyfootwear.com. Go and check out styles. Go to social media and check out Billy Footwear. And uh, like, comment, all that kind of fun stuff. The more we can get the word out, the better. Awesome. Any, um, let, let me ask you this first. So at what point in this whole foray, did you know that you were a special kind of crazy enough to think that you could become an entrepreneur? Oh my gosh. Well, so the funny thing is I didn't grow up in an entrepreneurial family. My family is very, get good grades in school, get a job, get a secure, well, I guess get a secure job and then just like save and save and save and then retire and then ride it out. Like that was the main plan. And, uh, along that, Along those steps, um, I just kind of had this burning desire in my gut that there was more. And uh, I was fortunate enough to get, get reconnected with my longtime friend, Mr. Darren Donaldson, and the two of us. He was the one that kind of brought the entrepreneurship and small business like mindset to the table. And uh, it was contagious. And uh, as soon as I kind of got a taste of it, um, I just got addicted. So being able to see like this bigger picture, being able to like feel that there's more potential in myself than I was getting in the job world. That's really that burning, burning fire came from. And then when you get the feedback from all the different customers reaching out, that just continually adds fuel to that fire. So there's a lot to be done and uh, I don't know, together we'll do it. Nice. I love that. Well, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate it immensely. I know you've got a ton of other things going on right now today, uh, especially any last words for our peeps? Uh, no, no last words. I just thank you again for the opportunity. I mean, it's just, uh, we're, we're, it's amazing how the world is getting smaller and smaller and smaller. And, uh, you know, it's just great to be connected. Nice. Go check out billyfootwear.com. <laughs> awesome. You guys have a great day. And uh, peeps, this is Michelle Nedelec. Thank you so much for being here with us today. If you have a guest in mind that you'd like me to interview or a topic you'd like me to discuss, please reach out to me at michelle at awarenessstrategies.com 
or connect with me on LinkedIn or Facebook. I'd love to hear from you. Thank you for listening to our show. I am all about being a resource center for entrepreneurs to give them the information and the support they need to make it in business. As such, I have Taking Your Business Digital Q&A every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Mountain. To register for that, go to awarenessstrategies.com slash digital. That's D-I-G-I-T-A-L. I look forward to meeting you and actually finding out how you are. So see you on the flip side.